Hello, gamers, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cartridge Club. If you are new to the Cartridge Club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. The show that you're listening to is a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game, invite everyone in the club to play along, and we select three people to come on the show and discuss the game that we just played. My name is Ryan, a.k.a. It's Rocket Sauce, and I'll be one of the hosts for this show. Joining me is my co-host, and none other than the host of the YouTube channel, Second Breakfast, Musty Hobbit. Say hello, Musty. Hello. And without further ado, let me introduce the panel for this month. First up, we have a returning guest from the YouTube channel, Brazil the Gamer. We have Brazil the Gamer. Thanks for being here, Brazil. Thank you for having me. Where can we find you on the, on the interwebs? If you search Brazil the Gamer, you will find me. Awesome. <laughs> Pretty much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Sounds great. Twitter and YouTube. That's yeah. Okay. Next up, we have a first timer to the Cartridge Club Prime show. Uh, we have Matt, aka AD Defense. Hey Matt, how you doing? Where can we find Good, you, buddy? How's it going? Yeah, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at AD Defense, um, and you can find uh, content at uh, Winter Ion Game Studios, www.winterion.com on YouTube. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Next up, one of the co-hosts for the gaming podcast, Bonus Barrel. We have a first-timer on the Cartridge Club show here. We have, uh, please welcome Shelby. Shelby, how are um, you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for being here. Uh, where can we find you at on the interwebs? Uh, so we have um, uh, a channel on SoundCloud, it's Bonus Barrel. Um, you can find us on Twitter with uh, me and my castmates. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Great. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I guess now I'm just going to kick it over to my co-host, Musty, and he is going to uh, do a quick overview of the game we played. Musty, what game did we play this month? Thank you, Ryan. So this month, you probably already know because it probably says it on the title of the podcast, but we uh, are playing Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, which is a title developed by uh, the one and only Bungie. Uh, now, we'll be getting into everyone's impressions here in just a second. I did want to just mention that you should stick around all the way to the end of the show. We are going to be announcing uh, the first game of Season 6 of the Cartridge Club, uh, CC Prime. I'll be getting into that in just, just a few minutes. But uh, So, Halo. Uh, Halo itself, uh, I guess it was developed by Bungie and published by Microsoft Game Studios. Uh, this is one of the uh, launch titles for the original Xbox, um, although it is not the only platform that this game was uh, put out on or that it is available on currently. Uh, the game was also ported to PC uh, by Gearbox Studios, uh, better known now for the Borderlands series. Uh, it was also ported to Mac by Destineer Studios, and I have no idea what Destineer Studios is doing anymore. Uh, in addition, the game is available on 360 as part of the Combat Evolved Anniversary release and on Xbox One as part of the Master Chief Collection. Uh, game itself was directed by Jason Jones, uh, who it was the design lead on this first game as well as Halo 2 and also uh, the more recent Destiny, uh, which Bungie has uh, continued on with after sort of separating themselves from this uh, first-party arrangement they had with, with Microsoft. 
As I said, the game was a launch title, so the game came out on November 15th, 2001, uh, and uh, it is, uh, as most people would know, it is a first-person shooter. Uh, and it was an extremely popular one at that. Uh, it did, as of uh, four years in, uh, it had sold 5 million copies uh, as of November 2005, which... Uh, at, at the time, I think is is very good numbers. It's kind of interesting to put that in perspective with recent numbers coming out of more recent uh, AAA titles. Uh, but Halo was kind of an unknown commodity at the time that it released, aside from those who were familiar with Bungie pre-Halo. Um, and it's interesting because this game spawned a couple of unique terms. It, it was one of the first big console uh, first-person shooters, aside from uh, ones such as GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. Uh, but it it's much like Doom in 93. There were a lot of people who then referred to games after this as Halo clones, or they were trying to come up with the next Halo killer. Uh, and it was... Uh, People say that it set the standard for the console first-person shooter from this point forward, and and we'll get into detail on what what we what we believe that means, or maybe where that uh, is or is not as true. Uh, now, some people uh, familiar with the company Rooster Teeth uh, also may have come across Halo by discovering the Red versus Blue mission in a series. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll have some time to get into that. But I want to get everyone's first impressions on this. Uh, and I know that uh, the campaign is not something that everyone has played uh, way back when. So I want to start with somebody who has more recent, uh, new, fresh experience with it. Um, so Brazel, what uh, what are your, I guess, memories of Halo when it came out? And what uh, what were your initial impressions of the game upon playing it? Well, I played it back when it was released um, and I didn't really get very far into the campaign then but I played mostly multiplayer online uh, on Xbox Live uh, mainly like with my brother and, and some of his friends I didn't really get too into it and I've never really been a, a, a first person shooter fan but um, uh, I played it you know for the cartridge club this month and it was the first time I played all the way through it and I guess my first impressions of the game are it was good I do want to check out Halo 2 now to see what it could have potentially improved on with this game. Um, it's a it's a decent game. It's a good game, but uh, there were a lot of I think a lot of problems with it, uh, at least from from my point of view. Thank you, Brazel. So, uh, Matt, I want to hear your first impressions uh, and and memories of Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah, so I I had never played first-person shooters a whole lot around when the Xbox first came out. And I actually hadn't played Halo until about 2005, 2006. I played the PC version. And I don't know, it just, the, the setting really stuck with me. I really enjoyed the gunplay. I thought each weapon had its own benefits. It wasn't, it, I didn't feel like any particular weapon felt like a trash weapon that you throw away at first, when you first pick it up. But overall, I really enjoyed it. There, like like Razzle said, there's definitely stuff to improve on, and I don't remember if it gets if those 
get improved on in Halo 2. I, I definitely want to start that game up, but no, overall, I mean, it definitely deserves to be one of the defining games for the first-person shooter genre, but there are some wonky parts of the game to work out, and I think that was just a product of the fact that it was one of the first FPSs to really break into the mainstream. Yeah, I... I... I agree with you. I, th- I think there's some things about about how this game has aged, even with the refresh um, with anniversary. But um, so your first your first exposure was that PC port itself. That, yeah. I find that I find that that interesting. Uh, have you played the Mac version at all? Actually, was uh, yeah. I had I had a Mac. Uh, I played the the demo for the Mac version because it had uh, Blood Gulch was a, was a free multiplayer and everyone was playing it on Mac. And I was to say it was it was a really good port. I didn't feel any sort of difference between Mac and PC. Nice. Well, that's good. I mean, I figure you you have to figure that that Bungie would at least ensure that they're they're uh, that they show well on, on Mac, considering some of their history, right? <laughs> okay. So Ryan, let's uh, let's get your your take. Uh, did you play Halo when it initially came out, and uh, or? How many times have you played Halo? So what are your me, impressions? So so for me, I actually Halo was one of the reasons I bought an original Xbox. Now I didn't buy it at launch, and I believe this game was a launch title, right? With for the Xbox. Yep, um, that's right. I didn't buy it, but right around this time is when I got my first job. So I had a little bit of disposable income. Um, and I didn't buy this right away, but I can honestly remember my first memory of this game popping up. It was probably reading an EGM magazine when I was in high school, and right at the same exact time, Metal Gear Solid 2 released. Um, and I think maybe it's even that same exact week. Um, but both games were getting high prices across the board from multiple magazines. I remember because EGM always does three reviews. And for both Metal Gear Solid 3 and Halo, all three were having near-perfect scores. So that always stuck out to me. And then I remember renting Metal Gear Solid 2 and falling in love with it. Uh, and after that, I kind of intrigued the interest in seeing, like, this is a game of the year caliber. You know, I want to play the next one that apparently is the next one, you know, game of the year. Um, I then, probably a year later, I eventually, you know, got the money and I, I went and bought an Xbox. And the first game I picked up for it was Halo. Um, it wasn't the defining force, but it was definitely like if you're gonna say if you're gonna need a couple of games to help sell you a console, you know, Halo is definitely the one that I probably had the most interest in. Um, I also remember from that time that you're mentioning all the clones and the Halo killers. I remember like at that point in time too, like Metroid Prime was kind of compared, saying like this is Nintendo's Halo being compared to, and Kill Zone for the PS2. This is PlayStation's Halo, which they then kind of switched maybe to Resistance as being the next, um, you know, if you will, clone or killer for for the cons- for the game. Um, but for me, I remember, I think, being kind of disappointed with Halo um, back in the day. Uh, this is the third time I've played the game, and it's my opinions have not changed since I've played it. Um, and we'll get into a little bit further down the road here um, in more of the discussion here. But um, it, it, it just playing it now for the club, it, my opinion really hasn't changed since then. So, um, yeah, that's that's where I'm going to go with for, for now. Cool. Excellent. Well, uh, 
Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of in, in a similar boat to you as far as when I played it regard with connection to like the Xbox timeline. Um, I did not get an Xbox at launch. I got one about a year later, and this is the game that kind of pushed me to do exactly that. Um, I actually remember the first time playing Halo. Uh, funny enough, it was in it was in a, a trailer home about a mile and a half from where I live currently. Um, in a, I did not live in this town at the time, but it's. It, I had a friend who lived there. He invited me over, and we we played co-op in that first level, and the you know opens up, and you've got the the um, the monks chanting, and it, it there's this mystery about this game, and all of a sudden we're in in these spaceship corridors, and I I was just totally drawn in and hooked at that point, hooked enough to the point where within you know. A matter of a couple of months, I, I think maybe the thought that that subsequent like holiday, I ended up uh, going and buying an Xbox exactly for that, and I've I've loved this game for a long time. So I'm I'm <laughs> of everyone on the show, I'm probably going to be the one who's the uh, most uh, you know preface most positive. But I in playing through it again on Master Chief Collection, um, I. Uh, you know, we'll say it. I think there's some stuff that we that we is either a product of the time or is something that um, has improved since, or maybe maybe more recent iterations have kind of nullified some of the things that really uh, were revolutionary at the time. Uh, but yeah, and let's get uh, Shelby. I want to hear your uh, your first impressions on Halo or your uh, kind of memories of of the game uh, when it had initially released. So first memories of the game are probably, um, and of course, I think I was a lot younger than you guys. Everyone always makes fun of me for like games like this being some of the first games that I've played when everyone plays retro games and Anyway, um, so first memories with this is my friend uh, when I was in elementary school or the beginning of middle school um, where th- she only had two games for her Xbox and the first it was Halo and some Star Wars game. I can't remember, but I just remember uh, if we'd get bored of one, we'd switch to the other uh, and then kind of over and over again so we would end up playing the games and starting them up like 50 times every night because we would just get bored of one uh we never made it very very far at all um and i think it was just because uh we would kind of mess around and i don't know if you guys remember in the twitter chat where i said you can go back and kill keys and then it just kind of starts like this whole uh thing where all the all the uh, marines are, are are attacking you after that because cortana's like oh master chief has gone crazy gotta gotta do something about that um, so we discovered just little things like that, um, and we never got uh, very far. But um, yeah, can I, uh, can I ask yeah. you real quick? Does, yeah, sure. With doing that, does can you still beat the first level, or is your only option to like keep you know or keep dying to to end it? I think it's just keep dying. Uh, okay. We never like now. Uh, I think it's probably easier to deal with the with the Marines when you're a kid and you're playing games and you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, what's happening and. Anyway, we and we thought it was funny too, and that's kind of bad because you're just killing a dude. It's like, oh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I only actually recently, uh, well, I say recently, but when the Master Chief Collection came out, that's when I actually beat the game for the first time. Uh, but yeah, nice first nice. impressions. 
Excellent. So let's uh, let's get into the game itself. Uh, obviously, any game like this, one of the big things about uh, Halo is that they they you you kind of start the game off, and there's uh, you're in the middle of an encounter, and so you kind of need to know a little bit of backstory, or you kind of learn the backstory either through some of the uh, accompanying works or through the manual. And so, I uh, I believe most of this backstory is straight out of the manual, but uh, I'll give you a little bit of backstory here. Uh, this game takes place in the 26th century, uh, and according to the backstory, faster than light travel, referred to as slip space, has allowed the human race to colonize planets other than Earth. And a keystone of this effort is the planet Reach, hence Halo Reach. We'll get to that later. Uh, which is an interstellar naval yard and a hub of scientific and military activity. So a secret military endeavor dubbed the Spartan Project is established on Reach to create an army of biologically engineered cyborg uh, super soldiers. Uh, now, 27 years before the beginning of Halo Combat Evolved, uh, there is a technologically advanced collective of alien races referred to as the Covenant who attack and destroy human worlds, uh, declaring humanity an affront to their gods. Uh, humanity's military experiences a series of crushing defeats, although the super soldiers of the Spartan II project um, are effective against the Covenant. They're just too few in numbers to turn the tide of the war. So two days leading up to the mission, uh, working on a mission to discover the location of the Covenant homeworld to make a strike against them, uh, the Covenant forces attack that base on Reach and actually destroy the colony. And so a starship, the Pillar of Autumn, escapes the planet with a lone Spartan II Master Chief on board. And they jump to split, uh, slip space, hoping the enemy... Uh, that they will lead the enemy away from reach and away from the potential of learning the location of Earth, which leads us into the game itself. So you uh, open up the Pillar of Autumn itself has just come out of slip space, and you're hearing a lot of the, the strategic uh, and tactical uh, things from both the... Uh, the captain and uh, his assistant. So let's uh, let's meet some of our major players. Uh, Matt, let's talk a little bit about Captain Keys and Cortana. Yeah. So I'm like, you start off. First thing you do in the in the in the game, you awake from cryo sleep as Master Chief, and your first objective is to go to the bridge, meet Keys and Cortana. And I think one of the, one of the things I liked about your interaction with both of them is you've got the personalities of both right off the bat. I mean, Keys is Cortana infers right, like right away that Keys is super stubborn, doesn't want to leave his ship to the autopilot overrides or any pre-programmed uh, procedures or anything like that. He wants manual control, and Cortana kind of gives him a little bit of crap for that. And you kind of get the sense that even though Cortana's an AI. You know, she's she's not you know a real person. She still has a super snarky personality, I guess. Very humanized. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a layer of intelligence there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting to see how how that develops over the rest of the game, especially you know I mean with with keys obviously with what happens with him, but I mean. Master Chief and Cortana's relationship, not even not only through Halo, but through the entire Halo series as a whole, it gets really 
in depth and a little weird, but it's definitely it's it's interesting to see how a relationship with an AI can progress. Definitely. Can I can I ask a quick question here? Because I've only played the first two Halo games, so maybe to the people who are the big Halo fans in the group here, maybe you guys can answer it. What is, is Master Chief human, or because as you just read it off, it sounded like you know he was a, a Spartan two Master Chief on board. Was you know he was frozen in cryo sleep, or was he just not booted up, or is, is I, that I, how he, was, he was in stasis? They're they're like super bio like biologically engineered humans. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's there's a, a accompanying novel series that kind of goes into his backstory uh, and and the Spartan project itself. Uh, and I think if you watch the Forward Unto Dawn series, um, or maybe some of the Halo Legends um, shorts, uh, they kind of go into this. But these children were taken from their homes at like the age six and replaced with uh, clones. So they were flash cloned and then re replaced with clones. So the parents knew nothing. Uh, they were just kind of taken in the night. Um, those clones had a finite uh, lifespan. And so they, the, the children kind of just died off shortly thereafter these replacements. Mm -hmm. okay. um, these children were taken in, in, in massive numbers and then put into rigorous uh, genetic enhancement. Um, they grafted uh, like grafting like metal into their bones, kind of like a Wolverine kind of thing. And then, uh, you know, all sorts of the genetic enhancement really is, you know, make them, bigger, faster, stronger, um, and to allow them to be able to haul around what is effectively a ton of armor or a half ton of armor. Um, each of those suits weighs is supposed to weigh about a uh, thousand pounds, which you wouldn't expect that based on the, the way that jumping works in this game. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if anybody got the collector's edition for Reach. But it came with Dr. Halsey's journal, and that kind of also uh, outlines some of the things that they did when they were making Spartan 2. So it's pretty cool. I didn't know that. That's it comes awesome. with um, uh, like little pullouts and things, and just kind of uh, there was one page I remember that looked really cool where it looked like um, uh, there was like a coffee ring around it, almost like a napkin that she had written notes on. It's really cool. Sounds like a government uh, I would really want to fight for. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and the thing is, sorry. No, but, go ahead. Oh, um, didn't they say Spartan 2s were originally for dealing with civilians and not the Covenant? Yes. Yeah, that's spooky. Yeah. They were, they were meant even, to deal with rebellions. <laughs> yeah, they, they were supposed to be... Re <laughs> they were supposed to be re rebe rebellion squashers. Um because they'd have unruly colonies dealing with the uh, the UNSC, which is the United Nations Space Command. Yeah. And then conveniently, uh, aliens start attacking. So they're just like, hey, we've done this for this. Definitely not to quell civilian rebellions. <laughs> Definitely not that at all. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. And Okay, then here's one more question here that I've always kind of scratched my head at. What is Halo? Is it a planet, or I mean, it's it's the planet you're on in this first game, or what is Halo as to the series, if you will? Is kind of what my question is. So you kind of learn about Halo through through the course of of the game, and actually after you escape the Pillar of Autumn, that's exactly where you land. Do you, do you guys want to kind of talk about uh, your 
experience landing on this foreign structure. <laughs> uh, Shelby, how about how about you? Okay. Um, I, I just want to mention the tiny Twitter conversation we had about uh, when you first land on the Halo ring. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. they're effectively rings that uh, a race like way that predates like I think Covenant and obviously humans and stuff. Um, the are structures that they built to deal with things later on that I don't want to spoil because I'm sure it's in the outline. Um, but yeah, uh, so what happens is you're escaping uh, the ship at this point. Keys is just like, I'm staying, I'm going down with the ship. And you're like, oh my goodness. Uh, so you're getting everybody to these escape pods. You're, you know, you end up in this pod with a bunch of Marines. Cortana tells Master Chief to buckle up. He does not. Uh, and then the pod crashes onto Halo, like the, the Halo ring, the Halo installation. You wake up and everyone's dead. So the Twitter conversation that took place was Master Chief is in, you know, half ton, ton of armor, thousand pounds of armor. He didn't buckle up. And we know that when people get into accidents, the stuff in their cars that aren't strapped down become projectiles. So he's just basically flying around the cabin. The the theory here is that he has squished everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> and that poor, that poor Marine's like, Am I gonna die, sir? And then you know, they kind of brush it off, and then you wake up and everyone's dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but at this point, though, I don't think uh, when you first land, um, you think, is there anybody else alive? And then eventually, you get in touch with other characters that are in the outline. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just imagining them in the pod, like, sir, you gotta buckle up. You're gonna become a projectile. Yeah. Master Chief's like, that's right. I'm the perfect weapon. Like, no, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> Oh. Like I'll be, I'll be fine. I think I think that's exactly <laughs> what he says, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, so you 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 awaken on this installation, right? And you can yeah. look off into the into the distance in either direction, and you see what is this? You are effectively on the inside of a of a uh, a ring, yeah. um, and and you can really see weird. this. Yeah, I I I love the look of that. Um, it's one of those moments where you kind of just, you kind of just stare around and you're like, "What? What is this place?" Taking um, it all in. Yeah, it's Incredible. it's it's really <laughs> it's really quite quite interesting. And then, uh, like you said, very very quickly, you're you're put upon by by others. You end up finding some other escape pods and some uh, people, including uh, the Pelican, which is the dropship that kind of gets you out of there. Um, So a big a big push here obviously is to is to uh, you you know finding out that the keys has uh, landed uh, the pillar of autumn on this installation and so you you have to go rescue keys who actually uh, has been captured by the covenant um, since they had taken over uh, the pillar of autumn and so. Um, through that, we end up discovering through I, I think Cortana being a fantastic uh, AI finds out that the Covenant are talking about finding this uh, the silent cartographer, which is uh, something that's going to reveal where this control room for this uh, installation is. And she keeps hearing the Covenant referring to it as a weapon, uh, or that it has defenses. Uh, and so that sort of sets us off on, on, our, on your missions throughout the installation, trying to... Uh, Learn about what Halo is. Learn about what Halo can do, and then uh, and then go from there. Now, I don't want to go through every single level. We 
figure for the sake of time, we we would kind of hit on the on the ones that that we enjoyed. But um, why don't we kind of let's see, Brazil? I want to I want to throw to you. Uh, is there a particular level of that that you enjoyed, or is is there one that you want to talk about, especially that uh, that you liked, or or maybe maybe didn't like? Um, I think that the the very the that halo, the whenever you're locating the escape pods and everything, that's really cool. Like you're you're jumping in and out of the warthog, trying to like drive around and, and find you know the other survivors and everything. There's a lot to see, you know, you, a lot to take in. Uh, the the um, I guess the you know the nature and everything of of Halo. It just it just looks it looks visually cool, appealing, right? So uh, that's probably my favorite part of the game is is that one of those you know very early levels. The problem is, is I think like I had a lot of problems with with later levels because everything just I mean it's just like you're running through the same room over and over and over again in a lot of these levels later on, and it's just you're running through the same rooms fighting enemies and you know it's kind of easy to get lost in some of these. I I can't remember which level it was. Uh, I had a, it, it took me forever to try to find out where I was supposed to go because I kept running because I kept accidentally running backwards through the level. Um, and it might've been, I think it was the assault on the control room. Yeah. yeah that is, that's a longer one. Yeah. yeah. And it's so just, one of the pieces of advice that I have for people, maybe people who haven't played it, who are listening, uh, the doorways usually have a triangle in front of them. And if it's pointing at the door, I think that's, that's your exit. And then there's after you like, do what you need to do. I think you have to go backwards the same way you came. So you're, then you're following like, the opposite direction. Yeah. Is, is that only on the Master Chief collection though? No, I don't think so. I think I know what they're talking about. I played it's the original, like, like so. Yeah, it's like a it's like a floor motif that that is sort of sitting in front of the door. Yeah, and I um, and I try to fo- follow those, but they weren't always there. I guess. That's so true. it was kind of yeah. hard to find them sometimes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of those like later levels, they're all kind of like that. You know, anytime you're in the, in the spaceships, uh, like the, the covenant spaceships, they're just, it's just a lot of the same stuff over and over again. And I don't know, just my opinion though. Yeah. Well, I I mean, that could have helped. I'm sorry. No, no, you, I I was gonna say, I think, I think that could have, that might've helped a lot of get level design and first person shooters moving forward for a little bit because there was that was kind of how it was it was your your the path you took was wasn't defined on any choices or you on the right way it was oh this door's locked oh this door's locked oh this door's unlocked that's the way i need to go yeah but and i especially think especially on the, the alien ships the truth and reconciliation that's how it kind of seemed yeah but i mean i i kind of feel like especially just having played i, I you know i'm not a big first person shooter guy but the the ones that I had played before, you know, the the rooms didn't always look exactly the same like they do in in Halo. So, like you look at a game like uh, Goldeneye, right? Yeah. And and man, I I haven't played it in years, but I don't remember having that same problem. You know, it was kind of it was almost pretty apparent where you were supposed to go in Goldeneye. The level um, design kind of led you to your destination. Yes, even like exactly. The wide open spaces, like yes. Even- sort of led you yeah and they didn't do a great job with that in in halo i don't feel like 
I agree. Just a few. Hey, no, that's that's totally right. I mean, there there is sort of that get go to the end level wise. Go go to one point and then work everything in reverse. Right. You you start off. You get on truth and reconciliation, uh, which is the covenant uh, battleship. You end up going uh, to the control room, uh, and then the guilty spark level of the library you, you then work your way back to the control room and then have to go back all the way through truth and reconciliation and then back to the pillar of autumn at the end um so you it is kind of this hairpin of a of a of a level so you do get you do get i know some people critique the i've seen this before i you know it's the same corridor over and over again and i yeah. Uh, it seems like they do they do a lot to sort of string together these bigger set pieces with these tight corridors and and maybe they're masking kind of see it nowadays with uh, the uncharted like titles um, where you're you're trying to mask load times behind uh, behind active scenes in lieu of having uh, a loading screen, right? Like, I, I, I think that's some, maybe some of what they were trying to do from a design standpoint, but it, it does kind of make some of those stretches bland. And I know some people kind of get get bored by that. Uh, one of the spots that I really liked was the beach assault on the silent cartographer level. So you get dropped off on this drop ship, oh, and yeah, yeah that was and they're so like cool. they're like pushed that way, and you're just sort of like just running with like maybe like eight marines and just mowing down people it was that was that was when the game was at its its high point with stuff like that definitely yeah the music gets the music gets pumping and yeah yeah the pelican that drops off the warthog and you're like holy crap i can drive stuff in this game that's a really good point um why don't we talk about vehicles let's talk about vehicles (laughs) briefly while we're at it because a few options that you have um can I ask, is the Pelican the tank? Like the Pelican the tank is the drop ship. Okay. What's the tank called? Because the tank is awesome. Scorpion. It's uh, Goliath. Oh, Scorpion. Scorpion. Oh, like, Scorpion, you're right. Oh. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no, it's not all good. Uh, <laughs> got it wrong. But, but that, the Scorpion is fine. Uh, the Scorpion is the best vehicle in the game, in my opinion. I cannot speak for any other vehicle that I truly enjoy <laughs> for multiple reasons. Um, so, so I hate the warthog, and I'll get back to that. Uh, but, but I, I want to quickly too. speak on the the flying vehicle that you can pick up. That's part of the Covenant's attack. Uh, what's it called? Banshee. The Banshee. Yeah, uh, I didn't mind that. Uh, my problem with that is is mostly so it gives you two. I believe it gives you two uh, scopes for shooting, right? Um, and it never seems like, and this also applies to the turrets or turrets you can sit on and fire at waves of enemies coming on. Um, they give you these two double scopes to shoot at, and it never directly hits the middle. It just kind of seems like they, so anytime someone's coming right at you, it seems like I'm missing every time. Now the Banshee has the benefit of the doubt is you can just bomb things too, but it comes out a slower you know pace. And uh, I don't know if you guys ever got into a like sky battle against another Banshee. Um, if you're trying to circle behind them, it seems like you're never getting fast enough. I was just doing circle loops against at least one guy that took forever to take out when I was trying to uh, do one of the levels earlier. Um, but yeah, it was okay. It it wasn't the worst, but 
the warthog is just terrible. Uh, it's terrible to drive. And the thing is that you want to do is probably get on the back machine gun and fire and take these waves out. But none of the AI wants to drive. They all just like, no, you do it. You know, they just want you to do it. So you get the most boring part of driving this vehicle that's almost impossible to drive. And you're not allowed to do any of the fun stuff. So yeah, they fix they fix that in later games. They they fix the a so the AI will drive for you. Yes, just let them drive in story mode. Just let them drive. You know, in a multiplayer, let me I can drive and be part of a team. But and so for this game, I did not enjoy that part. Yeah, that part was awful. <laughs> I hate the warthog too so and, and, much. <laughs> and the thing is, then they make it. They make it makes it a especially with one of the last parts of the game, you have no choice but to drive it. Yeah. So it's like there's earlier points in the time where you can you can kind of if you blow it off, it's gonna be a longer level for you. Uh, but hey, you don't have to do this if you if you don't want to. Um, mm-hmm. but there is a part, couple parts where you have to do a jump with the warthog. You have to be going at full speed, <laughs> and it's just a nightmare. So for me, it wasn't just a nightmare. So. Yeah. So. so did did anyone hop into a ghost? That's the the Covenant uh, oh, yeah. single seater. Oh yeah, the so ghosts. The ghosts. The ghosts were pretty fun. The ghosts were pretty fun. I think the Warthog is really the only vehicle I didn't care for. <laughs> uh, like the 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 ghosts were a lot of fun. I didn't e- actually know that you could jump into into a tank. That that's new to me. I didn't do that at all. So well, there's a whole there's a whole level where they want they, <laughs> they almost they almost want you to get in that tank. Yeah, because then like you get like eight of the marines. Are they? They yeah. just hop on the machine with you, basically. So, oh, I must like have a... I must have done something completely different. Hey, that's <laughs> optional though, right? It's it <laughs> better just run just run past it. Yeah, I must have. Warthog, I don't know. Yeah, I probably <laughs> jumped in a warhog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the branching gameplay this game is known for. <laughs> there you go. No, that's good. And, and I mean, a, a lot of the vehicles have have changed a bit. Like the Ghost has different features in newer games, and the um, they've added obviously other flavors. Um, and one of the things that you you can't do in this one that they introduced in Halo Two was boarding. So like, if if there was a ghost coming for you, you, you can hop on it and knock the driver out and take take the the craft from him. Um, <laughs> can you, can you not just, do that in Halo One? No, you can't. There's no boarding in Halo One. I spent so much time trying to take a banshee. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no there is no boarding in Halo One. And the the Halo Two reveal, uh, which is like a seven minute video that they did, was the first time that boarding was shown. Um which is why like so many jaws dropped when it happened at the time. <laughs> it's two thousand and three, right? I yeah. Yeah, you can't board. I, <laughs> that's 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 too funny. So that kind of highlights all the vehicles. So there, there are a few levels that have the vehicles. They, the, the, oh. the bigger levels tend to. Um, and Ryan, you were going to say something. Don't we have a couple people here who enjoy the vehicles in this game? Yes, we should talk about a few. <laughs> no, this, I, I just want to get the people. I want to get the people's opinions who enjoy the vehicles in this game because I want to hear their argument for it. So. Shelby, aren't you a fan of the Warthog? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't find it uh, that... I don't want to say difficult because that's not like what I'm trying to say. I just I didn't find um, it that janky, I guess. Um, I, I didn't either. Yeah, for, for I actually the... prefer the driving mechanics in Halo over like 
even some racing games. Oh God. And I think that just comes from uh, in Halo three. Um, one of my favorite things to do was get into a warthog, go full barrel at a group of people and then just like stop and swing the whole back around and you just splatter all these dudes. It was one of my favorite things to do. Uh, yep. And I find that's not something that's easily achievable in a lot of other things. Not that other games always have it, that you're able to kill people like that. But in Halo, that's, that's I think, one of the things that I enjoy. And I find it... Um, don't I know this is probably going to uh, get more face palms, but uh, I find it easier to turn. <laughs> I just, don't hang your head. Can, can you explain the driving mechanics in this one, because essentially you have to, and I was having this discussion with Musty on the Hangouts, I believe, mm -hmm. and I was saying like how I thought there was a glitch, but I haven't played the game in over a decade. Mm -hmm. I was just like, no matter what I do, this thing just won't drive. And he's like, are you not holding up on the, you know, yeah. forward on this machine? I wasn't going like, to call you out on this. And I was like, uh, I was like, I'm pressing like the gas button. And he's like, there's like I'm pressing the A button and the trigger. Nothing's <laughs> happening. It's all like, I was hearing it just like my engine rev and not going yeah. anywhere. So it's the direction you're going is um, controlled by the camera view. So whatever direction you're pointing and you're always uh, having to press uh forward on on the on the left stick too but yeah uh because that's your gas but then it's always being controlled by by your camera kind of yeah like the, the the warthog controls a lot more like a like a flying vehicle right like yeah. you you have a throttle Ooh, and and, and then it's and it's about kind of it's about kind of i don't know there's a way to weave that thing there's some levels where there's like big rocks and you can kind of get it going yeah. back and forth and and it just I, I I like it for that reason, and and there's some multiplayer maps that take advantage of that too, and and you can just you get a high traffic area and it's just boom boom boom, just yeah, running over everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think the turning was it was just it just didn't feel right. It felt cumbersome, and I think you know maybe after a bunch of practice, and if I was like a big Halo nut and I you know, played Halo a ton over, over the years, you know, I, I could see where I would start getting used to that, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not used to it. I wasn't used to it. So it was just frustrating, especially that, that final area where you have to use the warthog. It was just like, Oh my God, I'm going to freaking just show up to the club tomorrow and be like, uh, yeah, I didn't finish it because. <laughs> 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 And that's always my biggest issue with games that do something like something like that. Like let's let's take the final level and we'll base it off of a mechanic that we know is not great. Yes. And it's like let's take the worst vehicle, like like in my opinion, the worst handling vehicle in the game, <laughs> and let's put it in a mission where all you do is handle vehicles. Yeah. And let's make it the let's make the vehicle go side to side, super delayed. But that's all you do in the in the level. You have to go side to side. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it was awful. It's a test. It's a test yeah, of your you skill. You know, the thing is, I know it's for the last level too, and I understand because if you're if you're hitting the ramps in that last level, they got explosions going off. So it's supposed to, you know, I had, you know, I'm super thinking, epic and cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah, to think of this. It's phenomenal. Can't but, wait till you play Halo Three. Oh yeah, I can't wait myself. Um, <laughs> but but the thing is, if you miss it, then the vehicles like will flip over really easily. Yes. Yes. And, Oh, and you're on a timer, number one, too. Yeah. yeah. So, and 
just it's not clear paths it's like everything's in your way so it's you know i don't know how you can go full speed to make these jumps yeah uh, so to me it was an absolute nightmare the only th- game i can compare it to leading to an end of a game which was a nightmare was mario sunshine where you're just driving on this boat with your 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 flood machine and you're just trying to maneuver through the lava and that was an absolute nightmare that's the only thing that's first thing that came to my mind was how the both games kind of end similar to like this, where you have to drive this vehicle that you have to use the mechanic for, and it was terrible. So yeah. So what what was the name of Mario's thing again? You you said <laughs> blood. <laughs> oh, interesting that you bring that up. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I want to get back to the story sure. on that note, and then if we want to come back to vehicles, we can. But let's talk about the the. Uh, giant monstrosity in the room um which is the the new enemy type that gets introduced about halfway through the game uh, and kind of sets in motion learning about what what halo is which was your initial question ryan what is halo um so the flood is uh who, who wants to describe the flood does someone have a really good description just plant bastards <laughs> They're like Plant parasites, bastard. I'd say. Parasite zombies, right? Yeah, it feels like they're, like they're just these plant-like, zombie-like. Hive mind. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I've heard people compare them to ginger roots. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just in just in look, um, but they, yeah. yeah. So think uh, think alien, mm-hmm. right? You've got your you've got these little these little kind of which almost look like little. Uh, almost like airbags with like yeah. tentacles <laughs> on them. Um, they're like, yeah, yeah. Balloon balloons are pretty good. A pretty good comparison. I was thinking like a bag. Yeah, there you go. Most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> right? uh, and it's just and they and they come after you, and they affix to their either living or dead uh, host, and then they become this sort of. Uh, in some cases, fast zombie zombies that are still capable of uh, wielding weapons. Um, and, uh, there's a couple other types as well, but so you, you end up discovering, uh, after going to find, uh, yeah. So after finding the control room, you end up going to find keys because Cortana says they can't turn on, uh, wait, did she say we can't turn on halo at that point? She says we have to stop keys. There's something dangerous that he's gonna he's mm-hmm. gonna open up, and he ends up. I don't know. I, I don't know if they open it or the covenant opens it. I, I get the feeling it's, it's the humans. I think it was um, the covenant initially. Yeah, the covenant, and then you see in the awesome video, like the GoPro style <laughs> video, oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that they kind of you know they're in this room and uh, they're like, oh, we can't get in touch with this other team that was here. Uh, and they start hearing noises and they're looking around like, oh, what's that? What is that creepy sound? And then they just come busting through a door. It's a real good time for everyone. I thought that was like whenever I first. OK, when you first go into that level, there's that uh, that one Marine that's like taking pot shots at you and he's yelling, I don't want to. You're not going to make me become one of them or something like that. <laughs> I felt really bad oh, about yeah, killing yeah. him. But then like whenever I finally saw what what it was they were fighting at first, I was like. Oh man, this is like super lame. And it's like, it's just another zombie thing, you know? And then I was like, well, 
this was also released way before like all of the popular zombie stuff and the popular like uh, body snatcher type mm-hmm. stuff went yeah. on. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a pass, you know. <clears throat> but at first, I was like another zombie body snatcher thing. But yeah, I guess I guess they kind of probably did it before anybody else in terms of games. So their music is just <clears throat> dreadful. So, like. The, the high strings. Ball. Yeah. Oh my Whenever God. they show up and you're like, oh God, no. <laughs> Just instant. Not like this. Adrenaline. <laughs> Bad. And there's like three different kinds of a flood too, right? Or is it flood something else? I mean, the, I know there's, there's, like... a, there's a few different, I mean, so there's the, there's the airbags, which are like <laughs> the, the spores or uh, mm-hmm. something like that. Then there's, there's the human ones. You, you can tell what they are by the, by the weapons that they have. You know, yes, because they're human and covenant shooting at you too, right? And then there's the then there's the big uh, I don't even know what to call it. Refer to them. There's pregnant airbags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But those uh, want to find you and then fall down and explode next to you, and within them they have more spores. Mm-hmm. Um, so so real quick before we go on, because I I want to point out that I thought this was actually really cool for that reason um i found out that you can actually use those as kind of like a weapon if you saw like if you could see them oh, if yeah. you could line them up with them and you could go if you could shoot them they can essentially be kind of like a grenade that would take a giant group out basically and including yeah. the little parasites and the human ones with guns if you will too i thought it was funny that you would also detonate any grenades near them too so you have like these massive chain reactions from this one dude falling over. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember the first time the the grenade, you know, chain reaction thing went off. I was like, "What just happened?" Because it killed me. I'm like, <laughs> "How did I die?" And then, because I, I don't even think it was my grenade that I threw. It was like one of the enemy, like it was a covenant grenade that they threw, and then I just like did this whole. It's just like, what? What the hell just happened? And then I like figured it out. I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm, I'm using this." <laughs> So then I just start throwing grenades at those, you know, the little, you know, pregnant spore guys and blowing up just half of the enemies in the room. That was, that was pretty fun. Now I I have to wonder if those, so clearly the ones that are carrying human weapons were humans. The ones that were carrying covenant weapons are for the most part, uh, the elites. So I have to wonder, like, are the pregnant ones, are those the grunt version or like, like, oh, no. no, I thought I, there were a separate grunt version because I remember a couple times they'd like run away, like the they'd run away flailing their arms, and maybe I'm just seeing things because I played it so late at night. But I just thought, scared. yeah, um, they're just scared. Grunts are awesome. Yeah, so we should, maybe we should talk about should we talk about the covenant some more. Let's let's just talk about them for briefly here because. I, one of the one of my complaints about the game are the grunts, and I'm sorry if you're going in a war. What am I supposed to be scared of these little guys that are you know tiny and they're running away half the time? You know, coming after you, they you know you hear the run, run, you know, and <laughs> it's to me it's kind of it takes me out of the game a little bit. Uh, and then you got like the jackals, right? Or or which one is jackals. the blue ones? And are those the blue and the red ones? Right? And there's yeah, a gold uh, one. No, the the jackals, jackals are the, the shielded shields. Okay. Oh, that's right. And then the elites are the tall ones that with the deeper voices that laugh when you they kill you. Uh, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> 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 I 
So funny, it's funny. It's funny you bring up the the voice. Um, I I looked this up, but the mm-hmm. elite voice is uh, Sergeant Johnson's voice reversed and slowed down. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> that's yeah. Nice. You know, and, and the thing is, they, so they're a challenge. Uh, but my but my problem with them is, um, so the grunts they go out like it's nothing. You know, they're just and I guess essentially that's kind of what they're they're for. But you know, they're running away half the time, at least with an assault rifle. But an assault rifle against an elite, you'll just go through like a clap a clip and a half basically on assault rifle, and it feels like you won't even do any damage to them. So and I don't know if that's by design or on purpose, but um, yeah, they have their overshields too, kind of like how you have your own. Yeah. Um, that I was I was playing a ODST actually the other day, and one of the characters says uh, to Buck, she says, "If you like one charge shot from a plasma pistol, will take down their shields or discharge their shields or whatever." And uh, that's also obviously the same. We call uh, what was it called? Like the they call it the noob combo, where you that's shoot the combo. plasma pistol shot, like a charged up one, takes their shield down, then you can just like headshot them easily. But yeah, and it got almost... it, it got even more pronounced when they added the BR and yes. oh yeah, oh my god, oh, yeah. I miss yeah. battle rifles so much. For for the grunts thematically though, I, I feel like it it works because they don't really run away from the humans, but in the series of the game, the, the entire common forces they call Master Chief the demon. Like he's like <laughs> a nightmare for them, literally. Yeah. So I can imagine like the grunts looking up like, oh my god, he's here, get out. Oh, I got. You. I thought he was just. That a- makes sense. Yeah. Because they don't they don't really run away from the from the other human characters. It's right. just when Master Chief shows up. Mm-hmm. Or 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 if you take down the elite, like they they seem to have a bit of a leadership structure, and if you take out the head, they freak out and don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they start panicking. Um, and I I think some of that varies depending on what difficulty you're on. Um, I should probably ask who played what this on your I guess most <laughs> recent playthrough. I played easy. <laughs> it doesn't make the warthog driving easier. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> I played on normal this time. I tried on legendary and got to the first level, and I went back to heroic for the for the second level. Uh, beat on legendary. Nice. I uh, I did heroic this time. I have done legendary in the past, but I figured for the sake of my slowed reflexes, I, I figured I would <laughs> not try legendary this time. My. Sorry. No, no, oh, um, my my brother and I tried doing uh legendary all skulls on run, and uh, we couldn't get past the first uh maybe ten minutes. Um, it was ridiculous. Like that first room, like there, like you beat. There's three grunts, and then after that, you get into this room, and then there's uh, that's when you see the I guess the elites for the first time. Um, and we could not get past that room. It was horrible. It was horrible. Like if one person Yikes. dies, the other ones. If you need to recharge your shield, you have to go up and uh, and melee them. And it was just like holy, like I, you know, why is it that difficult? But at the same time, <laughs> it's a lasso run. So hmm. anyway, here's here's a question for you guys. For people who played it on the harder difficulty, is there more story that's revealed? I thought I remember that some years ago that. The one thing about Halo, the the harder difficulty, the more story that's told. 
in the game? There's a, or is that there's a special there's a special cutscene at the end. There's like oh, okay. one additional scene and that's it. Um and it's it's almost more of a uh a gag uh than anything else. Uh, it, it's actually kind of ridiculous. You probably should look it up okay. unless somebody wants to just outright say what happens, but um the the difficulty difference is more of a i they did something to tune the ai and and legendary ai does things that at the time like computer enemies just weren't weren't thinking that way um they will flank they will you know they will coordinate with each other um and it's it's that i think is the big selling point for the harder difficulties um but no, there's no, there's no outright story difference. Okay. It's just a, it's just a slightly different cutscene. Um, it's kind of, yeah, like I said, it's kind of silly. I'm debating I, whether I should just even say what happens, but if I mean this is a a, a full on discussion, you can spoil it for it, right? Fair enough. Okay, so if you beat it on legendary, uh, should probably get to the end of the end of the story before we before we we get to okay. that. Let's sure. do that. And I'll I'll save that for sure. for that point. I just uh, want to ask one more question for everybody here too about the enemies if you will. Um did you guys ever let just the I guess the covenant and the flood fight each other and then let them duke it out and then yes. go after the scraps? Oh, yeah. Yes. Cuz I've noticed that too that like I could just hide in the background, let them go to town on each other and whatever like one or two guys were left, I would just go and bam bam take them oh, out yeah. and go on. Absolutely. I also ran a lot. Like if I thought I could just get through an area without having to fight, I did that a lot. <laughs> and I did this. I did the same thing because I found out there was like areas where it was just nonstop spawning of like flood in areas too, yeah, where if you're just, just sticking like, around, it's just they like, keep coming at you. you yeah, know? it's just like yeah, just get out of here and you just keep going. Yep. Yeah, there's a section in Two Betrayals where you just have to get to a banshee, and so uh, if you can get to the banshee, then you can get you know vertical to one of the higher uh, entry points because you have to like disengage yep. like three um the three yeah. different uh yeah i never fought pillars yeah i never fought yeah, it's just just work your way around and then hope that you get in there and, and out before they before you know one of the wraiths catches you or or something like that but yeah so let me get get back to you meet the monitor <laughs> uh, who wants to talk about the monitor Shelby, do you want to talk about 343 Guilty Spark? Uh, you know, a lot of people like this character. Um, and I don't. <laughs> um, and I think it's just purely because, well, can I spoil what happens in the story? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, we can, or we can I go don't, for it. Because I don't want to get too far ahead of uh, the, the outline there. But uh, yeah, so you meet him. He's kind of like, well, he's the monitor of the installation that you're on. Uh, he's got this really chipper voice. You're like, oh, this guy's pretty cool, starting out. And then later on, you figure out that he's trying to get uh, Master Chief to activate the Halo rings, which um, actually we... To... Go for it. Go okay. for it. <laughs> so the let's, Halo let's... rings... <laughs> Do you want to just, just get it all out no. now? Yeah, okay. let's, let's go for it. Okay, so the Halo rings installation is made by the Forerunners, and the, uh, they're designed to kind of... Um, well, they were designed uh, to get rid of the flood, but the way they do that is they get rid of the flood's food source, which is basically every living thing on, like every sentient thing on the in the whole universe. So when you activate the installations, it kills everything, uh, and then the flood eventually just kind of die of 
starvation or whatever. Uh, so you find this out later on, but it's not something that uh, Guilty Spark tells Master Chief right off the bat. So uh, Master Chief thinks he's like, oh man, like I'm going through, I'm going to do this. I'm going to freaking activate this halo ring and we're going to get rid of the flood. It's all going to be good. And then at that point is when Cortana kind of stops him and is like, do you even know what this guy's been trying to get you to do? Uh, and actually explains like the real function of of halo and you discover that guilty spark was this tiny little floating he almost looked like the cores from portal yeah. too yeah. um he's been lying to you the whole time and has been trying to get you to to kill everything and... oh is he your buddy is he your pal <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny so can I, ask, can I ask what was Cortana doing at this point in time? I don't remember her disappearing, but I probably forgot what happened with her. She was learning. So it, yeah. at, in the control room, he ins, uh, he put her, took her out. I think that's part of why he shows up, by why 343 Guilty Spark shows up, is because you didn't have that. The nice thing about Cortana, we haven't really talked about this, but she's since she's an AI, she's actually in Chief's... Um, neural lace so she's interfacing with him directly which is kind of a strange concept but so she's the voice in his ear the whole game but then at, at that point she she goes into the system i think she's learning what halo she's getting all the history mm -hmm. um during that time so so she and chief had separated when chief went to go save to stop keys yeah that's when you meet guilty spark and then he sort of functions through uh the library which is which is a level. Um. <laughs> you also find out that the index or this key that they use to activate the halo ring is something that only it seems humans can use. And I think that's just because they're really like compatible. Like what does he call them? The reclaimer. The, re the reclaimers. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just because they're very similar in like biological, I don't know, something to the forerunners that they can do this, I think. I'm not sure. I can't remember though, but uh, I think, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. But anyway, but yes, but yeah. So, so Cortana throws up the hard stop yeah. and says, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, and then suddenly guilty spark has, has had enough and he starts sicking his sentinels on you, which are, yeah. uh, these robotic, uh, laser beam firing, uh, drones and, uh, so now you have a new enemy type again, uh, introduced late in the game, um, and you can use them. Uh, you guys brought up letting letting the Covenant and the Flood fight. You can let these uh, Sentinels fight too. Like it's a huge advantage to let them wipe out a bunch of stuff, but then they'll turn on you, and too many of those <laughs> beams at once is not is not a great thing. Uh, but I think you know, with them, uh, there's a lot of when it comes to like weapons and stuff, there's a lot of paper, rock, scissors combinations here. Like you, 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 every enemy has a definitive weakness. Uh, and some of them it's, you know, easier than others. Uh, and then there's situations like using an, an assault rifle on a, on an elite, which is just, <laughs> is just, sorry, Ryan, that was a, that was a poor choice. Well, I'm sorry, but that's the gun they start you off with with almost every level, too. And you would assume that an assault rifle would be, you know, in favor if that's, you know, this Master Chief's go-to weapon would be somewhat decent. But it turns out it's like the worst gun in the game, you know. Well, so, so did you guys have go-to weapons in this? Like, like, was there one that you would gravitate to when 
when you run upon these weapon caches where there's just everything lying on the ground. Like I wouldn't. Let's say like what, combos. What would you go? To? Sure. Yeah. Uh, go, Ryan. Go. Look, I want to hear your your favorite combo. Okay. My favorite combo what? is the shotgun pistol combo. If I can, if I can find the both in each level, um, the regular pistol. Uh, it was. For some reason, like if you do the zoom and scope on that with that gun, it can go like a pretty far distance, and it's pretty powerful. Uh, and it seems like you know uh, you were just mentioning if everyone's like a rock paper scissors game, it seems like the shotgun is just like the definitive winner every time if you're up close, where it takes out almost everything instantly. Yeah, the shotgun was awesome. Yeah, so yeah. the shotgun pistol is my go-to combo over any other thing in the game. Mine was shotgun, uh, probably assault rifle, just because of the. Um... Uh, ammo for ammo concerns because I I am terrible at hitting things <laughs> and the spray, assault rifle spray and pray. yeah that's pretty much <laughs> and the assault rifle was always the easiest thing to find ammo for especially whenever you had the, like the little airbag brain bag things running at you and it's just like you tried to hit them with a shotgun and just couldn't so you know you get out the the assault rifle and just mow them down. So yeah. well, and and that shotgun ammo is precious. Like yeah, you, yeah, you, you can't, don't want to. Yeah, go yeah, wasting that stuff. It. Yep, exactly. Matt, was, did you yeah. did you have a, a preferred combo? Yeah, I always like the plasma pistol and then magnum. I think the the plasma pistol. I mean, obviously the charge shot takes out everyone's shields, but you're going like every grunt pretty much either has a needler or a plasma pistol. Um, so you're you're never going to be hurting for ammo with the uh, with the plasma pistol. Yeah, and Shelby, how about you? Um, I had, I guess, different combos for different enemies, but the weapon that I stuck to most, if I could get it, was the Needler. Um, it's one of my favorite weapons, like just across Halo in general, or any of the Needle weapons, because uh, you get Needle rifles uh, in later games, and those are really sweet. But um, definitely the Needler. I actually use the shotgun a lot to deal with the smaller flood, because I would kind of kite them around the room and then turn around real fast and then shoot. And it's just like a spray. So just like one shot messes a bunch of them up. And also for dealing with uh, hunters too, the shotgun's really good. But definitely needler, shotgun, and plasma pistol, I'd say. Nice. So I was I was a plasma rifle and Ooh. pistol, I think, was my combo. Because the plasma rifle would rip through elite shields. Mm. Uh, not as efficiently as the pistol. Um the thing that I, you know, the the big difference, you know, your your covenant weapons for the most part are energy based, with the exception of the needler, mm-hmm. um, and so you have the potential for overheating with like with the plasma rifle in particular. So you you can't sit on that like you could the assault rifle. Uh, so you kind of have to burst that. And it, but that I thought did a very nice job, especially against uh, some of the flood. Uh, you would really run into instances where that plasma rifle, like single shot of a plasma rifle on one of the um, bloated ones, mm. instant, instant pop, um, which was nice because you could take care of those at a distance and not have any of them get too close and worry about you know, a bunch of explosions. Uh, what about uh, grenades? Oh, stickies. They're fun. They're fun. Plasma grenades, where it's at. Gotta go with the stickies. Yeah, the stickies were fun. Watching oh. them run with them, you know, stuck oh. to someone's back and taking out a horn. <laughs> or if you hit one on an elite and they just kind of give up and yell, they're like, ah, and then they blow up. <laughs> 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 uh, 
they 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 were all fun. I liked the grenades a lot. That, that was just like you'd see this big horde of enemies, and it's just like, all right, <laughs> bye guys. <laughs> so what do you, what do you guys think about the the two weapon mechanic? Oh, oh, I love it. I think it's great. It's um, I'm one of the few people. I don't know, maybe not few, but like uh, to go to a completely unrelated game, Breath of the Wild. Where you have your um, you have your your weapons and they and the the durability doesn't last very long on them, right? So you're wailing out on enemy and then your your weapon breaks and you just pick up the next available thing to start you know using that. And going back to Halo because I hadn't played it in years and years, I'd forgotten that you know you you could only have two weapons at a time, and that kind of added to some of the. Um, I guess the excitement of it. It's like if I run out of an am, if I run out of ammo and a weapon, it's like, well, now I got to find another, find another weapon, right? So it's like, oh, just pick up whatever somebody's land, you know, had had dropped and and start shooting that. I, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it kind sure. of forces you to adapt. Yep, yep. I like that kind of thing in a game where it's just like, oh, oh, I don't know what I'm going to use to kill people. There was actually one point. <laughs> Where I didn't have I didn't have ammo because I I think I had picked up somehow I ended up picking up a sniper rifle and a rocket launcher Ooh. and yeah <laughs> and I was like well I'm out of ammo so I'm just like running around meleeing things whenever I can and then eventually something somebody drops a plasma pistol I'm like oh thank God <laughs> like oh something yeah yeah and it was yeah I like I like that kind of thing I like that kind of rush that you get for you know having to just adapt to the situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and it, it allows us to have this conversation of what weapon combos do. You yeah, mean, exactly. Like, right. You know, everything prior to this was, you know, and I really, the two weapon thing was, was more of a feature of the, of the controller than anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. All your PC shooters had one through 10. Yeah. were your weapons right and and you held all of it like if you think back to like doom or wolfenstein right you had an an arsenal on you and it's like it's like where are you hiding that right like yeah. uh and suddenly with this they, they they force that on you and now for the most part that's like a, a lot of shooters yeah yeah loadouts loadouts are a thing um you know granted it's not the so heard on the podcast this week that they wanted to hear what we thought was revolutionary about this game. Oh. So that, uh, I, uh, I think the two weapon system definitely the two weapon system, I think is, is part of it. There's a couple other things that, that, that get us there. And I think there's, there's vehicles is another one. Nah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just had, just having the vehicles, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, half life. So half life. You're you were in an elevator at one point, but you didn't really have uh, vehicles per se. Um, the thing that it's it's the it's the combination of melee being a, de- a dedicated attack separate from a weapon slot, mm-hmm. grenades uh, being a dedicated thing separate from a weapon slot. Because uh, before, like if you look at, uh, I think half life and quake uh you had to switch to your grenades to use your grenades right but now you gold yeah gold golden eye too you you had to switch to your prox mines to to use those um uh and then that two weapon thing on top of it like you put all of those things together which was kind of enabled by this controller 
and suddenly you've got this kind of perfect harmony between all of those pieces. And I think to me, that's where this game sets itself and kind of set a standard uh, for a console first person shooter. And it's, it's more than just that one thing. It's more than just the two weapon thing. I like the two weapon thing a lot though, that um, like, I'm glad they haven't tried to, to get, they, they haven't gone away from, from doing that at all, which is smart in my opinion. Do any of you guys have comments on that? I didn't. No. It's... I wanted to wanted to make sure that I replied to our critic. Sure. I think it all sounds real good. You did a good job. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so you've stopped. Uh, Cortana has stopped you. You are back with Cortana, uh, and you uh, realize that Keys, uh, his life, uh, or his life support indicator is still alive or is still active. I think that's what yeah, happens. Well, yeah. you're kind of hearing him over the comms too, right? I, th- I thought. Yeah, it's like, where he's like, he sounds really like he's screaming. Good. Yeah, he's, he's screaming. Yeah. yeah. Telling so, you to get the uh, out of there. He's telling us to get out and Chief is like, no, I have to go save him. Um, and so you go back to the Truth and Reconciliation to save keys, um, mm-hmm. which is sad. Can I mention something really, really quick? Please do. Um, you know, I because I don't think well, it couldn't have been in the in the original game, but in Master the Master Chief Collection, where they just kind of have these little like terminals where you find them and you see really cool things. Uh, if you find the one before keys, and it kind of explains some stuff or his mindset going into when you do find him, it's pretty sweet. They're really cool, like motion comics too. Huh, I need to check that out. Yeah, they're all over the game. Like they're just random little little terminal things. Yes, those are the 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 extra lore that you can uh, if you do a little bit more exploring. Yeah, it's kind of the same way with the skulls too, right? Like the skulls yeah, are the yeah. you you mentioned the skulls with uh, your legendary run. Grunt you know, they've birthday got... party. Grunt birthday party. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So, what uh, is the skull? So, uh, because the, I never the, found any. Let's say because I found two. If that's what you're referring to, right? Uh, there's a skull for a hidden skull in each level, or is that what it is? Yep. Okay. So there's yeah. they're they're cheats basically, so that it you can go back through, you can turn on the skulls and go back through a level, and it'll uh, boost the health of an enemy or the aggression or their tendency to throw grenades like uh, there's a lot of different things but there's a couple that are more novelty skulls uh, the one that we're talking about which is grunt birthday party uh, if you headshot a grunt (laughs) confetti confetti and children saying yay It's awesome. Greatest thing ever. It's great when you get a funeral and it's just like, yay, 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 yay. And you're like, oh, the headshots. It's good. I think I, I think I remember that from the old days. And it's it's the same yay sound that you hear on on a lot of like YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah. Like people people have grabbed that clip. Sound. It's the royalty free sound effect. That they yeah. Yeah. It's all, It's almost like the Wilhelm scream at this yeah. point. <laughs> Will <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, sorry, not to put everybody off off track with the grunt birthday party. I just thought no, I'd mention no. it. It's we real have good. to. Must, must. The definitive. Uh, but yeah, so you find Keys and uh, Ryan, what has happened to Captain Keys? It looks like he's become uh, trying to think. He's kind of like he's I want to say almost kind of like an alien when they're all tied up against a wall or something like that and they're about to have a chest burster where they're just doomed where he he's dead he's done for basically and essentially what I remember is just Master Chief punching right through his skull and taking the chip he needs right <laughs> he's yeah. like sorry bam rips the thing out and he's like right gotta get off the ship now so because he's yeah. done for it's yeah. just basically this huge gross like mass on yeah. a wall and you kind of see parts of him like here and there like you see his face and stuff mm-hmm. and with the terminal that i was mentioning earlier it shows him and he's re- like I guess in order to stay alive long enough to tell Chief what he needs to know, he's just kind of repeating things that he knows just as kind of like a grounding situation uh, to kind of fight off that hive mind and stuff with the flood. Interesting. Uh, so he's re- like repeating his the his soldier, like his number and stuff, and he's uh, repeating like his identity and all these things just over and over again. It's a really cool clip. I definitely suggest going to look it up. I'll have to go find that. Yeah. Yeah, so Keys's chip in his head had the uh, the codes that uh, Chief would need to uh, blow up the Pillar of Autumn, because their thought is uh, if if the monitor gets a hold of this uh, gets a hold of the the index and or has some way of activating this ring, then we're all toast. So let's go. And we're going to destroy this thing somehow. And the only way to do it is to basically take the Pillar of Autumn and uh, blow it up. Like, nu- go, ma- let it go full nuclear and destroy the ring. And so the last mission, the Maw, uh, is to go back to the Pillar of Autumn and then figure out how to detonate it. And so... I kind of want to talk about the 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 what I would say not not the trench run yet, but the final battle because um, I found that I want to let one of you guys go first, Matt. What did what what did you think about the engine room uh, like sort of final stretch? I thought it was interesting. I just thought because you basically have to jump onto you basically have to expose these engines you have to open up their protective covers and then once they're open you have a window you have a time window to throw a grenade or launch a rocket into these like they look kind of like exhaust ports that you're launching into to get to the to get to the engine but i thought it was kind of frustrating just because yeah. if you if you if you've got a sticky grenade you can count it up because you have to you have to pretty much either bounce a grenade inside those hatches or launch a rocket inside sticky grenades were just a total pain but it was just you just had to get the right collision detection and the right angle, and it just really—I don't know. It 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 was a little janksy for me. Understandable. Yeah, Brazel, what did what did you think? Um, Having just experienced it yesterday, <laughs> it wasn't. It was a little bit frustrating. It wasn't terrible. The problem I had was, um, like, I I didn't mind trying to lob grenades in there. Um, 
it didn't really bug me too much because I didn't have stickies at the time. I think I just had plasmas. And the problem was is I, I missed a couple times, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm like, hey, I don't have any grenades left. And I remember her saying something about an armory or something, and I couldn't remember what she said about it. And, of course, she wasn't going to go back and say it again because I'd already done the cutscene. So I'm like, where the hell can I get more explosives? So then I'm just, like, running around trying to kill the random mobs that respawn so I can, like, maybe hopefully get a grenade drop. And I did for one and got the... Uh, Got, got like the third port blown up and then finally had two more grenades. I'm like, all right, we can just finish this off. And I bounced them both off the, <laughs> off the side. I'm like, oh, <laughs> crap. Like, I, I'm just going to go see if I can find something else. And I finally stumbled upon the armory and found the rocket launcher. And I'm just like, oh, okay, we'll just do it this way. It wasn't too bad. I think had I known where to look for the armory, I, I wouldn't have complained too much about it. It was kind of a te- kind of tedious having to go back up to the third floor every single time and you know i'd get turned around because i'd like go up or i'd go to the 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 end of the room to go up to the second floor and it was the wrong second floor room and you can't go up to the third floor from the uh from the from the one side of it mm-hmm. if you know what i mean yeah. and it's like oh crap i gotta go walk across walk across the room the big old engineering bay and yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't terrible but it wasn't uh uh, perfect by any means, but yeah, whatever. Shelby, right. thoughts on thoughts on uh, on how that went down, or anything uh, to add? Not not particularly. I find the last uh, like few missions or so um, for me were just kind of all like they all run together in my head. Um, I don't I don't remember I don't remember feeling like it was like it was a struggle or anything. Um I remember the Warthog mission more than yeah doing that part. Um so I think it might have been a non issue for me. Uh but yeah. I have no yeah, complaints I, or anything. <laughs> I, f- I found I found that that went on longer than I thought it should. Granted, it's not it's not like we had any bosses. There were no yeah. boss battles in this game. So so it was the one it was one way where you could keep your existing enemies as uh fodder while having a mechanic that you needed to do. It's just it wasn't a mechanic you brought this up earlier about here let's take the thing that you're not doing well or the thing that the, the game doesn't do as well for everyone and make that the thing that you have to do to win the game. And to this point, it's not its not like you had an, an, a situation earlier where you had tried to do this or practiced doing this. Uh, it was all of a sudden, hey, oh, now we're going to have you platform a little bit uh, and and uh, toss grenades into this, into this tiny little opening. Uh, it just wasn't something that, that I was as prepared to do. I managed to... I made the wrong turn going into there and actually landed in the armory first. <laughs> and if you go to the armory first, uh, you get hit by uh, like three or four like heavy duty flood come in. Uh, oh, no. And if you go to the back of the room, there's a set of doors there and, and, and a bunch of flood come out and you have to kind of hope that you don't blow yourself up with the rocket launcher that you inevitably have in your hands at that point. Uh, but yeah, so once I had that, I wasn't concerned about weapons, but I think at one I think on the time through that I had to go through, I did have to reload like because I 
missed with the rocket launcher by you know a fraction of an inch because you couldn't hit the slats you had to get between them yep yeah but ryan what did what did you think about that that last sort of engine stretch mm-hmm. and then we can shift into your your uh, we've already kind of talked about the the last run but if you want to kind of take us through there yeah, my your favorite favorite, favorite level <laughs> so, so, so essentially this part of the final level wasn't that difficult for me um found it pretty pretty easy because i also like you must have stumbled upon the armory first um and i just kind of reloaded on my ammo and then i found out what i had to do i just went back because i knew there was rocket launchers in there so i just kind of went back got the rocket launchers and it did take me a minute to figure out because the panels keep opening and closing i'm like why is it blowing up sometimes and why is it isn't and you know why is it not blowing up the uh, the panels and then upon zooming in with the scope on the rocket launcher i could see there was panels opening and closing uh and then i was like oh you know light bulb that came on so uh and then essentially they uh tell you because i was doing it where i was jumping on the one vent that wasn't closing down and i go to the side so when all the flood and the covenant are in the room and they're fighting each other and i think the sentries are in there too um i'm kind of hiding in between the vents and i'm just shooting rockets into the whatever the vents and minding my own business so you know that that part wasn't too difficult um and then like i said eventually i stumbled upon the warthog which is essentially um like i said it's kind of it's built to be this giant you know explosives you know things are blowing up and you're just driving through these tunnels but the thing is there's so many obstacles in the way where if you don't do it perfectly you're gonna flip the vehicle and you're on a five minute timer i believe to to escape this this area to the final ship um and i I can honestly i I was sending messages to the group how much i absolutely hated this uh, a couple weeks maybe last weekend ago um they were really fun to read oh yeah it's it was complete frustration and i i think i what happened for me is so I remember I got to the final like 10 seconds. And I'm on that last path where you're supposed to get out of the warthog and run. And I made it all the way in like with the, I was my, my foot was on the ramp and time went off. So I died on the thing. So oh, I had to do it oh, all yeah. over again. There's no checkpoints at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, so you have to do so it the, all over again. So the so. checkpoint is an interesting, con- there is a halfway checkpoint. If you there get is. through it, up to a certain point in time. I think like, it's like two minutes left or something like that, right? If, if you're under two, two minutes. minutes, if you're under two minutes when you hit that midpoint, it won't checkpoint because they they think you might not have enough time. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Because uh, <laughs> there is a cutscene too, or if you sit around on this like, bridge and the, nice. <laughs> well, well, there's this scene too where the, you're on a bridge and you're waiting for your, I guess, your rescue, and it's going getting shot down by a couple Bow of banshees. So hammer, no. So hammer. <laughs> So eventually after that, I like, I don't got no time. I don't have time to watch this. I just kept, you know, even though yeah. Cortana tells you to stop, I just keep going. I yeah, said, the hell with this, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, and I yes. barely make it every time, you know, or not every time I barely made it. Um, I remember though, cause there's parts to it. Are like, you have to go full speed to hit this. And I remember like, I'm holding this straight up and I just go take a straight nose dive. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> well, this is just the fun I'm having with this level. And I can even, I think my, when my tirade started last weekend is, I got to that part where I said where I was just one second away and I, w- I didn't have enough time. Um, then I-, I had a couple runs right after it too, where my vehicle kept flipping over and I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to beat this. So I did, you know, pause or hit start button and then do um, 
restart, but I actually did not from last checkpoint. I did from the beginning of the level. So I had to do it all again. So it's one of those oh this. I'm going away from this for now. So that's that's where my tirade came from all last weekend, basically, was when that all happened. So I took off a day and then I came back the next day to do uh to beat that. So poor thing. Yeah. I feel so bad. You didn't say that in the chat. I would have had a little more for you. Yeah. Yeah. That was more complete rage at its all time high. You know, it was like oh, a wow. So yeah, so that's that's where I think of that last level. So, uh, yeah, I ha I hate the final the final five minutes of the game, with yeah. the, with ultimate desire you know desire pain I don't know when to say it I just really hate really hate that last five minutes of the game. Yeah, so Brazil, I, th I think you were in the same boat, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it it, it did. Admittedly, it only took me two tries. Um, but uh, it was I was far enough into the first run that. It, you know, I was whenever I, it blew up that I was like, you know, at least Master Chief saved the day. He sacrificed himself. I think we're good. <laughs> but um, uh, the second time, it was still rough. It's just like you're trying to pilot this wonky vehicle through all these tight little spaces. And it's just like every time you bump, like the slightest little thing, the whole, the whole, the whole thing topples over. It's like, how did this get through? How did how did this this vehicle get through quality assurance in the uh, the military? If, if if the slightest bump knocks it completely the fuck over, so you know. <laughs> so actually, um, all right. So when you turn the steering wheel, how long does it take for the thing to actually turn? Oh, yeah. we got it down to about two seconds, sir. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, just, oh man, it was it was. It was frustrating. It was very frustrating. I, I, you know, luckily I was able to to get through it the second time, but it was just like, wow, this is this is not good. This is not designed well. Um, you know, you shouldn't. If if it, if it was like waves of waves of enemies, and there was like some kind of like uh, like if you were doing more shooting at the at the five minute mark and. And it was more based on skill with your, you know, your shooting and your your tactics in battle. I get that, but whenever it's like this, like we've said a couple times now, whenever it's just this mechanic that's barely not used a ton during the game, but you know, dude, <laughs> yep, so. I could see that. I could see that. So, uh, Matt, what did you yeah. think of the the run? It's. I mean, I I pretty much said all I need, all I had to say about it before. It's just there's there's a couple of video games that kind of do this, where it's like the last mission is going to be the one mechanic that doesn't work. Sonic Two. Um, if you've beaten that game, where every level up to up to the end is go speed, speed, speed. Don't worry about platforming. The momentum will carry you. You know, just go fast. And then the last level is like, whoa, 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 hold on. You're gonna go slow. You're going to use these super floaty controls to get these really precise platforming down. It was just the worst. And it's just, I, I kind of felt the same thing happened here where it was like, all right, everything great about everything that makes this game great, like the gunplay, the tight controls, we're throwing that right out the window. You're getting in the wonky Jeep. Let's go. With no gunner and no and gun. Yes. You, right? yeah. 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 I could see that. <laughs> Shelby, do you have any final thoughts on that? Not really, uh, but everybody knows that I enjoyed the driving mechanics, so it's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought... Say... Uh, I'll go for it. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I thought it was a nice take on the escape 
uh, you know, if you if you look back to Metroid games, um, you know, like you you end those with a okay, you someone set us up the bomb, um, <laughs> get out right, like, and, and so that was exactly what happened here. It, you know, granted, yes, I had my frustration because I actually get this. My first run through on this time, I hit that barrier at the end which toppled the warthog. And as I got out of the warthog, I hit the X button accidentally oh. and I flipped it onto myself. And no! <laughs> <laughs> oh. So. No. It, it was three tries because the second time that I went through, I did the exact same thing. They do? Yeah. yeah earlier right. on, uh, the warthog flipped and then I tried to flip it back up and then it flipped it on top of me. Yeah, because you, you flip it and it goes toward the barrier, which it can't go past because invisible walls and it bounces back at you. <laughs> You know, smack. You yeah, know, a lot of respect so. for Master Chief for being able to flip a vehicle with just like the end of his finger. Uh, <laughs> definitely got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that is effectively the the game itself. Um, you know, you end up escaping um, Cortana and and Master Chief on a uh, long sword, which is their sort of uh, long range fighter type. Um, uh, ship and so um, you escape the ring gets uh, destroyed and you have saved the world uh, and then they you know give the ultimate teaser for there's probably going to be another one of these um, in that uh, in that uh, chief says oh, I think we're only getting started here mm -hmm. um, now I should point out the legendary ending right so yeah. the big the, the difference with the legendary ending is that before the ship blows up, there's a scene of Sergeant Johnson and a and an elite, and they're fighting, but they realize that it's going to blow up. And I think he turns to the elite and says, "Hold me," and they <laughs> and they hug each other. I, I I I I'm pretty sure I'm not making this up. I don't I, I don't know if it was was it Johnson. I thought it was Johnson. It I shouldn't it be is. though, because because from a lore standpoint, he's alive. Yeah, I think. Well, there's always that mystery of like, oh, how did he get off of, uh, how did he get off Halo before it blew up or whatever? And then he doesn't even tell you. I think in Halo too, there's like, how did you get off? He's like, oh, it's some for another time, or just I can't remember exactly what he says. And you're like, I will I, will I ever know? Maybe he was inside the the overshield. He was inside oh, the elite. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, uh, yeah. So that's that's the difference. You should look it up. It's kind of silly. Um, yeah, that's really the only difference. Like I said, with with the legendary ending. Uh, but yeah, so we've talked at length about the game, the gameplay, the story. Uh, what did you guys think of the? the I guess we talked a little bit about like the voices, uh, but what did you guys think about like sound design and the score? So the the soundtracks for all of the Halo games are something I generally have like on all the time. Like it's a regular rotation in in music that I listen to either when I'm at work or when I'm uh, or just when I'm at home, like drawing or or any of that. I just gen I, generally I find it really good stuff to listen to, um, except for the flood music for reasons because that stuff's creepy. Um, but yeah, uh, I find it awesome. It's I, I, it's well designed, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, in my opinion. Excellent. There's just very good feedback on everything. Um, 
feedback in the sense that you know when you're shooting something and you hear those hits lands like you know they're hitting their target or uh footsteps like there's this thing in, in animation and and with timing and, and sound where if the footsteps like the sounds of the footsteps aren't uh matching up with how the dude or the the character is running then it it just doesn't feel real i guess but uh everything seems to be timed very well um yeah <laughs> excellent Brazel, let's let's kick it to you. What what'd you think about the overall sound design? What'd you think about the music? And- uh, the music's the music's fantastic. Uh, it's I I knew or I liked into the music even before I was like I'd played through this game. It was uh, it's a uh, I think I've got a couple covers in my um, I've got this massive YouTube YouTuber uh, video game cover playlist on my channel. I think I've got a couple Halo covers in it. Halo, Halo's got some great music. Uh, the sound, sound effects, and sound design are really good too. Um, I think the the voice acting is a little B movie ish, but oh, yeah. you know it's okay. It's that's fine. I, I, I don't. It doesn't bother me. It's a video game. It's not, you know, supposed to be winning any Oscars or anything. So uh, sound design, yeah, game game is excellent. Awesome, Matt. Any uh, any thoughts on the? sound and or score yeah i mean the, the score you can't really you can't pump that enough it was i mean it's one still one of the best overall scores in in video gaming uh, or at least modern video gaming but now sound design like what i thought was kind of cool about the sound design was you know all the, all the human guns they sound like gunshots you know they have the same bass sound font if that makes sense but the i thought it was cool the covenant weapons they all also sound fairly similar but distinctive enough so that when you hear one shot if you go you can only say oh that's a needle or oh that's a plasma pistol you know you're not going to get them any confused but you can sort of tell that it's the same sort of deal like all the covenant weapons are using the same base i guess projectiles or firing mechanics so they still make close to the same sound i thought it was kind of a neat touch yeah definitely ryan any any thoughts on that um well the theme is burning my head basically so yeah. whenever you ever hear that you know that the choir basically i know exactly where that's from if, if you were going to do like uh, a trivia you, know, you just hear like the first you know three hums of of that orchestra you know where you're at um uh to be honest though i i don't remember many more other songs from it I'm not saying it's bad it's just that maybe it's just because i haven't played the game enough so it's not you know burned in my memory uh, but just knowing that, you know, I guess the menu even has it playing in the background. So that thing is burning in my head forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they've done, there's been stuff just recently that where there was some guy who plays for the Eagles, oh, yeah, Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, yeah. Uh, who was caught in high school doing the chant <laughs> it, alone in a locker room and somebody caught it on video. Uh, it was on oh, Twitter awesome. recently. Yeah, so but he he's in this this echoey locker room and it it's flawless. <laughs> it's really cool. I just the yeah. him stumbling upon like he's like, wait, if I do this with my voice, I can make myself sound like how the beginning of that Halo track sounds, and then he just <laughs> kind of goes from there. Just rolls with it. Yeah. Does yeah. Does anybody else, whenever they hear that, do they ever think of the second Ace Ventura movie? The whole righty then. <laughs> well, now every, I do. Every time, man. Every time I hear it, I always look at that. 
that's too good. That's too good. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I wanted to talk briefly. We've kind of talked at, about graphics and some of that. Do you guys have any other other thoughts or comments that you wanted to make on the graphics? Did you play in anniversary mode? And did you like that over the original release? Um, Ryan, let's let's start with you on this one. So I found myself going back and forth between anniversary and original mode on the Master Chief Collection after I discovered the button. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost felt like it kind of made the game easier doing that. And by that, I mean, so in an anniversary mode, there is absolute no need to ever use the flashlight, period. Everything's bright. So when you're playing like the levels with like the flood coming at you, which in normally in the original, it's pitch black. And, you know, that kind of makes the the atmosphere more creepy, if you will, like these, you know, zombie plants coming right after you. Because I remember that from my original playthrough. Like the part why I absolutely hated the game was like freaking me out. But with anniversary mode, everything's bright. You could see them coming. You don't have to ever worry about turning the flashlight on. Some things in the anniversary mode don't show up as well as they do in the original mode. Um, so one of them I can clearly remember, there's a door that I was like going back and forth this entire time for like 10, 15 minutes trying to find the door to advance. And I just didn't see the panel because of how it was lit against the wall that it, it just didn't stand out to me. But if I switched it to as soon and as soon as I switched it, to um the classic edition or classic mode it stood out perfectly where i'm like oh here it is and i just want to press the button so um i found myself going back and forth between it um most of the villains look the same except for the flood the flood had way more definition and there's way more background um showing off in the anniversary mode but yeah i i saw myself going back and forth as opposed to sticking with one for for this playthrough there's actually an achievement for doing that on every, if you do that on every level, you switch oh. it to see both views. There's an achievement for that. Um, see, I probably didn't get that because I didn't discover the button until probably the third level. So I guess you have to go through the first couple levels. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on, along that, that comment, uh, classic mode, you can see cloaked uh, elites far easier. The ones with the swords, which we didn't even bring up the sword. Um, those are the, Kill him or you're done moments. But uh, yeah, I, I found that in those rooms, if you found yourself getting uh, taken out too easily, switch to classic mode and you can see those guys, or at least you see the sword better. Um, it's a little more more pronounced, but uh, did anyone else have impressions on the, on the did you play in, in one mode over the other? Shelby. Uh, yeah, I played mostly in the anniversary mode. Um, one thing that I noticed, though, uh, some of the uh, hitboxes for the enemies, I don't know if it's when they were going through and redoing all the all the uh, character models and things, or maybe just subbing them in with stuff from other games or whatever they did. Um, they Sometimes if you would shoot somebody, if you had somebody lined up like, with your scope and you shot at them and it's like that hit clearly landed, but they didn't take any damage or they didn't take as much damage as you thought they should have. Um, maybe perhaps it was because the hitbox they didn't change it or they didn't uh, match it as closely. Um, because if you would switch to uh, the original and you had that same shot or hit in within that same vicinity, uh, you would actually end up like killing that enemy. So some things are easier to actually hit on the 
uh, original version than they were in the anniversary one. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have no okay. idea if that's uh, something they that was intended or, well, probably not because that's just bad. But anyway. That's interesting. Uh, Matt or Brazel, do you guys have any comments on the graphics? Otherwise, I think we'll move on to lasting impressions. Uh, for for a uh, Gen 6 game, looks really good. I've always been a big uh, fan of the Xbox, the original Xbox's visuals. Uh, I just played the original Xbox version on Xbox 360, and yeah, it looked pretty good. Um, no real complaints, I think, uh, uh, against a lot of the games of its time. It was, you know, pretty good looking, um, but nothing really else to add. Nothing of value, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I played on Anniversary most of the time, and I think the only time I really switched to original was just to see just the dichotomy, just to see how far the graphics have come. Like, you switch to the original, and it's like, oh, wow, that's not <laughs> textured. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's funny how how when you do when you get the HD remasters like this, or we did Perfect Dark last year, right? And you, you look at those, and you're like, wow, I thought this is what it looked like when I played it. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, was that it was this pronounced and I, nostalgia goggles or whatever, right? But uh, I'm glad that they go back and do do something to this extent. I mean, the, the, I, I want to play Halo Two Anniversary because the the cutscenes alone that I saw in that look astounding, and I just oh, I wanna... they're incredible. So obviously, we've spent a bunch of time talking about the single player campaign, but one of the things that Halo is known for is it's uh, fairly robust multiplayer uh, suite. And so uh, I wanted to take a moment to talk about that uh, with you guys and what, uh, I guess, who of you ha have like vivid memories of uh, the, you know, land parties and things like that, playing, uh, playing Halo with friends. Oh, Any of you? Absolutely. <laughs> I was, I wasn't cool enough to get invited to land parties. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. We, so I, I had, I had a friend's house, or I had a friend whose house uh, had four bedrooms, and each room had its own Xbox, and they had the whole house wired oh so that uh, they could do four teams of four, and there was no screen cheating ever. <laughs> that was brilliant. No was screen cool cheating, guys. No, yeah, no. Don't Stop look peeking. At Stop peeking. <laughs> Brasley, you were going to say... Um, yeah, I just, I remember getting my butt handed to me over and over and over again by my brother and his friends because they played it like all the time. And I was I actually at the time I was more into, um, ghost recon on Xbox and I played that on Xbox live a lot, but they were all into halo. So I'd go, I'd play halo with them. It was, a, it was always a lot of fun. I just, you know, I would always get my butt handed to me in good old blood gulch because I, uh, <laughs> Because I couldn't hit anything with a uh, first-person with a first-person view, so. Well, the pacing is a little bit different too. Just, yeah, yeah, a lot, just lot a different. Bit. It's not a squad-based thing so much as uh, Ghost Recon was. So it was a lot of fun, though. I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't get to do it this time around for uh, the Cartridge Club Game of the Month, but um, but I do have very vivid and very fond memories of playing Halo multiplayer. Yeah, I know we were we were trying to aim for some community play days, and I think it just it, timing is just 
this time of year is not not ideal but uh yeah. matt you you and i got to play a little bit um but what what are your experiences with with multiplayer and uh outside of just two weeks ago i think it's great i mean and i, I think one of the best things about it is i think a lot of the shooting mechanics that you use in the single player still carry over like there's no i mean there's there are still great weapons but each weapon is great in a certain situation you know like you can still use the magnum plasma pistol combo you can still use the shotgun at close range for insta kills you can still you know pester people with the assault rifle it's each weapon still has its own utility in multiplayer and i think it really helped balance things out a little bit I totally agree, and uh, and Shelby, what what about? I um, I don't have any vivid memories. I have some like very vague ones, but uh, I was my first real multiplayer experience with Halo was with Halo Three. I played a lot of Halo Three too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there was not a day (laughs) where it was like, "Hey, you guys want to jump into a match?" And then it was three hours later. Yep. Mom busted in my room. What are you doing? Go to bed. You have school tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Big team battle. Big team yeah. battle, mom. Oh my gosh. It's double experience weekend. Come on. <laughs> I turned in all this Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I. So I never had. Uh, I never had a lot of people over to play games during that era i there were some friends like i said that i would go over to to their place and we would we would um you know you'd set up a couple xboxes on opposite sides of the room with two tvs and um you know someone else would be working working a grill outside and uh, it was just kind of one of those days and uh there's there's something about how well crafted some of these maps are that uh, you know, the reason why you keep getting iterations on blood gulch just because blood gulch is awesome. Right. Yep. Like it's, it's so well set up and you've got, you know, you know, the, the two base concept, which works for every game type. Um, yeah. And, and to those unfamiliar, you know, you have your standard capture the flag, which really, I think, I think capture the flag is probably the, the most prominent of the objective based, um, halo maps. Uh, it's uh, Blood Gulch is the most. It's the best for the, or Capture the Flag a, is the most basic of all like objective, based like, whatever like, uh, game types. It, it it is, and they and and they absolutely nailed implementation of it here. Uh, I I know Matt, you and I were playing uh, some of. I can't remember what map it was. It was the icy one. Oh, it was um, a big one. Yeah, it was huge. It was far too big and uh at, at the end i think i think half of the teams had had quit out um <laughs> so it ended up being a 4v4 on this massive map and that just it, it got weird it is it, it, it did get a little weird but it, it in general i think it's yeah, a really a really good time do you, do you guys have any other i guess comments you want to make about multiplayer before we we kind of wrap things SWAT? up here did they have swat i think swat, SWAT was halo 2 Oh, okay. Oh, I love SWAT. Yes. Uh, that is my favorite. Like, 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 yeah, like R- Rumble Pit and, and like those kind of. Um, a lot of those modes all came with Xbox Live. And, and that's the one thing oh. about Halo 1 is that there was no there was no live yet. 
um, when it came out. And um, at that point, they weren't patching games to add that type of feature set after the fact. It was right okay. if it wasn't if it wasn't baked into the game to start, it was not coming later. Cool. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and shift into lasting impressions, overall rating, and your final thoughts. Uh, did this make you want to play it again? Uh, and if not, you know, is there something you would change, and would you ex- suggest it to your friends? Uh, Matt, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, lasting minute, it's still last mission, notwithstanding, <laughs> it still holds up, and I think just giving it that extra polish with the new graphics for the Master Chief Collection really lets it shine. Um, you know, I it definitely, I really enjoyed playing through it. And once I finished Halo 1, the first thing I did was start up Halo 2 on the Master Chief Collection and get right into that. I just, I can't wait to get through this entire series again. Um, and yeah, definitely would suggest it to friends, especially with all the rumors about the Master Chief Collection coming to Xbox Games Pass. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to be there. It's going to be huge. Excellent. Shelby, let's get your lasting impressions and final thoughts. Awesome. Um, I think I feel about this game the same way I feel about the uh, the first Ace Attorney game in that it's, uh, it's a fun game. It's a good game. It's not perfect. Like it obviously has its flaws and things, but you're able to kind of, um, <laughs> it's going to sound bad, deal with them. Um, and then every game that came afterwards was just an improvement. Um, but you still enjoyed the original because it laid the groundwork for everything else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love the first game and stuff. I love all the games that came after it, even five. Um, but, yeah, I great game. Great game. Awesome. And Brazel, let's get your final thoughts. It's it's it is a good game. I did get bored several times going through it uh, or several times in, in several different levels, especially the longer ones where, you know, things just seem to repeat over and over again. But um, I mean, overall it's a good game. I probably won't play it again, uh, but I am definitely interested in checking out the rest of the series. I did uh, when I was in the army, I played a lot of halo three multiplayer. Uh, I didn't have an Xbox 360. I just would play it over with my buddy but um, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting back up to that point so I could play the, the campaign on Halo 3. So uh, definitely a series I'm going to continue looking at, but uh, I don't think I'll ever play the first one again. Okay. I'll give my final thoughts, and then I'll kick to you, Ryan, for the rest. Um, I This is one of the game series that's, like, in my Mount Rushmore. Um, <laughs> and so... Uh, I really in, I, I enjoyed going back to this game. Uh, I, I There's so much that I love about it that I, I can't not recommend it to everybody. Uh, it was something that I recommended for this uh, this podcast. So it uh, I you know thank the bros for at least giving it a honest <laughs> uh, shot, considering how anti Microsoft that they have been in the past. Um, but um, you know it's. It's also sad that neither of them actually played it along with us this month, but that's okay. They got well, away. Dang it. They got they got away from it, <laughs> uh, which is fine. Um, I hope that they give it a, a shot at some point um, and, and that they'll enjoy it or, or at least enjoy us talking about it. But uh, yeah, I I don't know that there's much that I would change. Uh, I And I would absolutely suggest it to 
anyone who likes first-person shooters. So, Ryan, let's hear yours and what everyone else had to say. Sure. So, my lasting impressions is I, I didn't like this game back in 2001 or 2002 when I played it, and I still don't like it now. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just don't like this game. Um, I've played Halo 2 for the first time last year, and I had a better time with that than I did this game. Uh, but I'm still not a big fan of the series. Um, does does it make me want... I guess I I still want to explore... I mean, I have the collection. I have every game in the series, even five. Uh, but the thing is, I... So I'm, I guess I'll get to them eventually. Um, but I'm still, still not a fan of the franchise. So I have not recommended this game in the past. In fact, I've trashed it. Uh, and for this game, I, I still don't recommend it because there's reliving this i thought i was done playing this game a decade ago and here i am playing it again um i I don't plan on playing it again but who knows i i just don't enjoy this this game Uh, like i said i preferred the second one over this one um i hope the third one is more enjoyable for me because i do want to like this this is essentially the mario of microsoft right uh you know in that being saying he's kind of like master chief is like the flagship guy when i think of the xbox uh, Mario's red, you know, Sonic is blue and like, you know, it's matching the logos and Master Chief is green along with the Xbox. So I, I want to like this franchise. I just haven't really found the thing that said, okay, I have to buy this game on day one. Cause this is like, you know, the thing you buy, I am a fan of console shooters, first person shooters. So I, I do want to like this game. So that's just my lasting impressions. And, um, from there, do we want to go to three three word reviews? Um, do we want to do the panel first, or do we want to do Twitter first? Uh let's do Twitter first. They usually do Twitter first. Uh, let's let's do Discord first because I believe there's one on there, right? Um, and it's from Tesseract E. Uh, he writes his three word review, review. Three word review is Halo Combat Evolved. In the you know the in particularly it's because. Uh, it's a good description. It, it, you know, evolved console shooters or first person shooters, you know, for consoles. Um, and then from there, we'll go all the way back to May 10th with Chris R base guy, six, five, four. He rates aliens, guns, and grenades. Um, Matt, I'll let you save yours for the show here. Uh, buried on Mars wrote, meh, it's all right. Oh, <laughs> Josh from what's what's up? I agree with him. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Josh from it, uh, Frantic Society wrote redefine console shooters. Uh, Jeffrey at Self Destructo wrote uh, not on PlayStation, which is correct. <laughs> yes, that that is a fact. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, po- at Poyo Pot Pie. <laughs> He uh he wrote play it co-op or Halo play it co-op if you will the hyphen there. Agreed. Um, uh, at the Ramvox wrote defines Xbox fanboys. What's your insult, folks? <laughs> um, Kevin the at Kevin the Tuna wrote amazing console multiplayer. He's right. At Mighty Q Dog wrote Xbox's golden goose. At Mrs. Q Dog wrote Halo there and back. Uh, 
at Milo the Great One wrote pew pew pew. <laughs> uh, at Retro Kaiser wrote I love Cortana. And following that up, we have the Latin legend himself. He wrote, "What up, girl?" But he has a gif of Cortana. So, <laughs> so, um, so who do we want to go first with for uh, the three-word review? How about Shelby here? How about we start off with you for a three-word review? No complaints here. Ah, okay, that's what I got. Matt, what's your three-word review? Uh, mine was the perfect shooter. There you go. Uh, Brazel, yours. It is okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give Mike. I'll let Musty go out because this is his. I guess he said on his Mount Rushmore. So I'll say mine is not my jam. Uh, and Musty, what's your three word review? I'll go with it's my jam. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, folks. Well, that's the show. Uh, I want to thank Brazel for being here. Brazel, where can we find you? Uh, just search Brazel the Gamer on Google. You'll find me on YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> it's the easiest way to to say it. So sounds good. Uh, Shelby, where can we find you? Um, well, you can find me on Twitter, BB Shubbo. You can find uh the rest of uh, the cast of the Bonus Barrel on Twitter as well. BB Rob, I think Sagey's on there. Um, Left is not active as much. You can find us on SoundCloud at Bonus Barrel. Um, yeah. I'm on Discord sometimes, too. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, where can we find you on the interwebs? Um, on Twitter, at ADDefense. And then uh, you can find uh, Winter Ion Game Studios content over at winterion.com or YouTube channel, uh, Winter Ion Game Studios. All right, Musty. Uh, do you want to give away the remaining part of the Season sure. 5 here? Sure, I, I can do that. For starters, you can find me at Musty Hobbit on uh, Twitter and then uh, Second Breakfast on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I wanted to, to both uh, reiterate the upcoming games. Uh, we For the month of June for CC Prime, we'll be playing uh, the Thomas Happ uh, indie title, which is an homage to Super Metroid, uh, and that is Axiom Verge, uh, which is available on just about everything that's out nowadays. Uh, in addition, in July, we will be playing Street Fighter 2, pick your subtitle. <laughs> and and, uh, and in, in August, we'll be playing Super Mario World. Uh, so we're super excited for that. That one was voted on by our patrons uh, over at patreon.com. Uh, uh, so if you are interested in being a part of that, we do have that vote every year uh, for, for one of the games of the month uh, where people nominate and vote for that. Uh, now, uh, I do want to bring up Season 6, right? So before everyone takes off here, uh, to those of you who weren't aware or didn't hear you know, uh, comments made earlier in the podcast, Ryan and I are going to be taking over as official hosts of the show for Season 6. And we are very much looking forward to this and been putting a lot of thought into what games that we'll be playing. So ultimately, with P1 and P2 handing the reins over, for Cartridge Club Prime, our ultimate goal here is to avoid sending this whole show to hell. But in <laughs> September, that's exactly what we'll be doing. We are playing the 2016 id Software first-person shooter, Doom. So yes. grab your Switch, grab your PS4, your Xbox One, or even your PSVR, and play along with us. We are super excited to rip and tear into this gem. So 
that I think is going to do it for the show. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, again, the, the bros will be back for the June episode. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you then. Uh, but for now, CC Unite. <laughs>